0: Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. All right, take out those notes that you got when you came in today. We are a note-taking church, and I want to encourage you from God's word about a subject that we all deal with. I think this will be a message that you share with your friends and your family, and we're going to talk about a subject that, um, that is pretty sensitive, and it's an area that I think we all need help with. I heard this story the other day. It goes something like this, and after pulling over a speeding car, a police officer asked the driver... Can you tell me why you were doing 85 miles an hour? I think your radar is broken, says the driver. I had my car in cruise control at way below that. And without missing a beat, another voice pops up. Don't be silly, dear, says the driver's wife. You know you don't have cruise control. As the officer writes out the ticket, the man growls at his wife. Can you keep quiet for once? The woman smiles and says to her husband, well, you should be thankful that your radar detector went off when it did. At least you could slow down. As the officer writes out another ticket for an illegal radar detector, the man shouts at his wife, will you button up? The officer frowns and says, I also see you're not wearing a seatbelt. I was, says the driver, but I took it off when you stopped. And in comes the wife again. Now, dear, you know very well you never wear a seatbelt. The officer writes out a third ticket and the man shouts, for the last time, shut up, you silly woman. The officer looks and says, does your husband always talk to you like this? Oh no, she says, only when he's been drinking a little. Come on, that's funny, (laughs) that's funny right there. (laughs) Today, I'm gonna talk to you about the subject of how to tame your tongue how to tame your tongue. Your tongue has so much potential, and I wanna challenge you on how to tame your tongue. The average male will speak 7,000 words in a day, and the average female will speak 20,000 words in a day. So ladies, you need this message three times more likely than a man does. The average person will speak 860 million words in their lifetime, 860 million words. And the Bible says that the tongue has the power of life and death. The words that come out of your mouth either bring life or they bring death. We've all had that scenario where you were having a great day, the birds are chirping, the sun is shining, and one person said one statement that took the whole day negative, because words have power. We've also had the opposite day where you've been having a terrible day and one person spoke an important word of encouragement to you and it changed the entire environment. Why? Because your words have power. Your words can build or they can break. They can help or they can hurt, they can bring inspiration, or they can bring insecurity, they can start a war, or they can bring peace, your words have power, and we need to be careful about what comes out of our mouth. So the Bible tells us, since life and death are in the power of the tongue, what does it look like when we speak deadly things out of our mouth? Well, I wrote down a list, it's right there in your notes, the deadly tongue is one that gossips. It gossips, and we all know those people. They've all got the newest news or the greatest information to give, and we love it, don't we? We love it getting around those things, because gossip, it feels good to us. You know, in the church world, we call this the prayer request time. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. It's just like, I've got got something to say. Gossip, it, it destroys, and here's what it does. It's deadly because it'll destroy the unity of your family. The unity of your business, it'll destroy the unity and the purpose of the church. Gossip kills. Here's another one. It's a tongue that's negative. You'll know those people that are just always negative. It's just like, man, it's, like, it's so hot. The sun's so bright out today. Well, it's like, at least it's not raining. But what do they do? They only think the negative on every scenario. It's one of those people, they always state the obvious. Y'all know those kind of people they are just like, Man, I'm, I'm tired. I'm like, we understand you're tired. I'm busy. I understand you're busy. But why does it always have to be negative? And negativity is verbal pollution to whatever environment you're in. So if you want the environment to go negative, you speak negative. Because why? It'll destroy your life. It's, it's, it's a destructive way of using your tongue. Here's a third one. It's careless. It's careless. What is a careless tongue? It's one that says things without thinking. It flippantly says something. It's that person that says, man, I'm gonna give you a piece of my mind. I'm gonna tell you. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. we don't want that piece of your mind. We don't want that. What what do we want? We want your thoughts, we want your words thought through. And I I remember I remember from a young age, people saying careless things about me. And y'all could say I'm insecure, whatever, but we all have had that happen in our life where somebody made fun of you or someone made a joke about you. And what did it do? That careless word stuck with you. We've heard a phrase that, that we all learned growing up. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt you. And what a lie that is right there. The reality is words have unbelievable power and careless words, the Bible says, are like arrows being thrown out with fire on them, piercing people that they have no clue what it's even piercing. You have no clue the power of your words. Here's another one, vulgar words. Vulgar words. This is, this is words that are, you know, the, the, the sexual innuendos, curse words, and I'm tell, I don't know why it's popular today. It's even popular within the church. Like, let me say words that are going to bring shock factor in your life. And let me just tell you, it is no place for vulgar talk to come out of a Christian. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the words that come out should reflect the Jesus that we follow. Can I hear a better amen today, church? So, so we have a deadly tongue, but we also can have a life-giving tongue. What is a life-giving tongue? A life-giving tongue is one that encourages So it's not one that's gossiping all the time, it's one that's encouraging. I've heard of encouragement is like a shower. Encouragement is like a shower because you need it daily. And we all need encouragement. We all need those moments to build each other up. So encouragement is necessary. It's also, it's not negative, it's positive. It's, I'm gonna think of the best environment, the best scenario. I'm gonna learn how to speak life and speak positive over what is going on in, our, in the world today or even in your environment. It's also intentional. So it's no longer careless, it is intentional. It's thought through. don't you love it when you have a good intentional letter written to you or a message written to you but the reality is is most of the time it's we have a deadly uh, uh, deadly words written to us and spoken to us because people did it without thinking so be intentional I want everybody to think of, of, of of my life of going oh that was a guy that was intentional about what he said every word mattered which by the way Here's why it matters. The Bible actually says that we will give an account one day for every word that's been spoken out of our mouth. 860 million of them. How are you doing with that? So we've got to learn how to be intentional. And then here's the last one is that our words are not vulgar. They're actually pure. They're pure. So, so we're not cursing and we're not using sexual innuendos and we're not, we're not saying things that are, that, are, that, are, that are toxic over our environment. No, we have pure speech. So how do we do this? How do we live a life where we have a life-giving tongue? Well, James tells us in one of the clearest passages in the scripture on your tongue, and I want you to see it in James chapter three, and it starts like this in verse two. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who's never at fault in what they say is, and here's this word, ready? They're perfect. They're perfect. Able to keep their whole body in check. The author of this, of this passage puts a scale on your spiritual health. Here's, he goes, here's how I know if you're spiritually healthy. I see what's coming out of your mouth. Your spiritual health is in direct proportion to your ability to control your tongue. So so don't just say you're holy, speak and we'll see if you're really holy. Like your speech shows a lot. And he says, listen, if you can say honestly that you have never said anything out of your mouth that was wrong, you're able to keep your your mouth in check, then the Bible actually says you're perfect in every area of your life. So let's have a little exercise today, all of our campuses. How many, because I want to find out who the perfect ones are, how many? can honestly say, you have said a statement before that you regret saying you spoke without thinking at least once in your life. Come on, throw your hands up. All right, oh, I love it, I love it. The earlier services were all liars, but you guys. (laughs) So what it shows me is that you're not perfect and we can all improve in this area, amen? So we gotta learn how to do it. So how do we do it? Look what he says. He says, we put bits in the mouths of horses to make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants them to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boast. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And that, my friends, is depressing for us to hear. Because the reality is if you go, Aaron, I keep saying stuff and it's messing up my relationships, it's messing up my job, it's messing up my personal health, I can't stop. The reality is he tells us, you can't tame that thing called your tongue. But here's the good news, ready? What is humanly impossible is divinely possible. So if you can't do it on your own with God's help, you can find victory in this area of your life. So I'm going to show you over the next few minutes how we can find victory over our tongue so that we can speak life instead of death. And it's going to change your relationships. It's going to change your ability to get promoted at work because nobody wants that negative speech all the time out of your mouth. It's going to change your ability to even speak life over yourself because you're going to see how if you'll tame this tongue with God's help, you can see life come into your world. All right, so here's how we do it. And I'm gonna do it in an acronym, T-A-M-E. T for tame is the first word is think before you speak. Think before you speak. You will solve a majority of your problems if you would just slow down and think before you speak. Because the words that are coming out of your mouth have unbelievable power. And if you knew how powerful they were, you would really calculate what's gonna come out of your mouth because what's gonna come out of your mouth is gonna affect the world that you're in. Your words create your worlds. And if you wanna have a world that is positive, you gotta learn how to speak the right way. The only way to do that is you gotta think before you speak. That's why James says it this way. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and look at this next one, and slow to become, shout it out loud, angry. angry. Okay, this is important, because this is actually progression. Look at that verse, look. He says, you listen, which we need to do that. You got two ears, one mouth. You should listen twice as much as you speak. Come on, somebody. And then, he says, then you become slow to do what? Slow to speak. Like, you you don't say the first thing that comes to your mind. That's why you're getting yourself in trouble. Another acronym I tell people all the time is, WAIT, WAIT. Have you ever heard of W-A-I-T? Why am I talking? (laughs) That's funny, I didn't share that with any other service, you got that one, it's free. Because, Because the words that come out of your mouth really, really matter, so you gotta think. So he says, you gotta be quick to listen, slow to speak, and if you're slow to speak, you know what would be the result? You'll be slow to become angry. Angry, and you, you, you keep getting angry, you know why? Because the more you speak, the anger you're getting. You ever done this when you're in a fight and you're like, I'm just gonna tell him a piece of my mind, and the more you do it, the angrier you got. Because it works, if you'll slow down, you'll stop being so angry. Here's a good challenge for you, ready? If you want to control your tongue, you need to engage your mind before you put your mouth into gear. Engage your mind before you put your mouth into gear. I'm gonna think before I speak because the words that come out of my mouth will create the world that I live in. And I want the world that I live in to be one of life and not death. Can I hear a better amen today, church? So we gotta engage your mind. That's what Paul says it this way. He says, finally, dear brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. And he gives us this amazing list. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So this is your day of acronyms, ready? I'm just giving you a bunch of them. So we're talking about tame, but let me give you another one for think, ready? Think, here's what you do. If you wanna figure out, should I say it, ready? Then you do this, is it true? Is it true? Like, is it actually true? By the way, you should research this before you post something on social media. Cause just cause you want it to be true doesn't mean it's true. So is it actually true? Here's the second one. It can be true, but is it helpful? Is it actually helpful to your life? Is it going to be helpful? The Bible actually says it this way. Is it helpful to the hearer? You know, like we get in this world we're like, well, I got to get this off my chest because it's going to make me feel good. Who cares how you feel? Is it making the environment around you better? Here's the next one. Is it inspiring? I always want the words that come out of my mouth to inspire the people around me to make them better. When, pe- when I walk into the room, I want people to go, oh, Aaron's gonna come, whatever comes out of his mouth, it's gonna help us get to the next level. It's inspiring. Here's the next one, ready? Is it necessary? Now I know some of y'all are gonna go, well, it's necessary for me to say it because it'll make me feel right. Is it necessary for the hearer? Is it necessary for them? And then here's one that I would love to resonate with Christians around the globe, ready? This should change the way we do life, ready? Is it kind? Is it kind? Christians, let me challenge you with this, ready? Think before you speak. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? And if it passes this test, then let it come out of your mouth. And wouldn't our world be a better place if Christians did that? Can I hear a good amen today, church? All right, we're on tame. Think before you speak, now A. A is, ask God to purify your heart. You go, Aaron, I thought we're talking about our speech. Why are we talking about our heart when we're dealing with our speech? Well, Jesus tells us the root of all of our speech issues. He says it like this. He's talking about the Pharisees. He says, you brood of vipers. How can you, being evil, speak what is good? He's saying, if you got evil inside of you, you can't speak what's good outside of you. He says, for the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. So if your heart is filled with something, it's gonna come out of your mouth. The condition of your heart is revealed by the content of your speech. Let me say it again, this is so crucial, ready? The condition of your heart is revealed by the content of your speech. So if your heart is bad, your speech will be bad. If your heart is angry, your speech is gonna be harsh. If your heart is sad, your speech is gonna be negative. If your heart is insecure, your speech is gonna be filled with you boasting. If your heart is impure, your speech is gonna be filthy. If your heart is bitter, your speech is gonna be critical. Your heart is what now determines what comes out of your mouth. So if you wanna change what comes out of your mouth, you gotta to go to the source, which is in your heart. That's why David said, create in me, O God, a pure heart. What's he doing? He's realizing what's inside of here affects everything else outside of there. So you've got to learn that it all comes from your heart. So if I'm ever saying something that, is, um, that, that I don't like how it represents my character, then this is what a wise, mature person does. They realize that the statement that came out of their mouth is from somewhere deep in here, and I want to find out why it's in here. So the person cut you off on 275. They're wrong. They're an idiot. But why you responded that way is your fault, not theirs. I'm going I'm to step on this for just a second, Because we actually think that it's OK to verbally attack. And we go, it doesn't matter. It's just words. No, 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 no. They're not just words. They're actually the greatest revealer of what's inside of you. So I, 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 travel, I, I travel a lot during the weeks. And, and so I'll sit next to random people on planes. And it's funny because people will try to like impress you. You know, like, it's like bro talk next to you, someone in the plane. So they're like, I'm like, well, man, what are you doing? They're, they're talking and they're, they're going, oh, man, you see that stewardess. Oh, man, you see this? And I'm just sitting there like, oh, wow, wow, yeah and they're vulgar and they're talking. And then I just wait for the moment. It happens every time. I just wait for the moment where they finally ask me, so what do you do for a living? (laughs) It's the most beautiful thing. And I finally like, oh, I'm a pastor. And every time they'd say the exact same thing. I am so sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean what I said. That's not who I am. I go to church. I'm like, well, you don't have this on, so I'm okay. All right. And I'm nicely telling them, listen, who I actually sat with the last few minutes is actually who you are. You're going to put on a front now because you think I'm something, you know, to to impress. But the reality is, is what comes out of your mouth reveals who you are. So the words you spoke in that fight, when you told your spouse afterwards, you go, I didn't really mean that. You actually, I'm gonna say really nice because we can all say things we don't really mean, but there's something deep inside of us that made it say it. So that's why you have to go before the Lord and you have to go, God, help me get that out. Like I responded in anger to my kids and I'm so mad I did. Where did that come from? It came from your heart. So we have to ask the Lord to purify our heart. During revival, growing up, I grew up in this church that was in a great revival. And they used to pray this prayer. And I've taught it to y'all many times before. They would pray, Lord, what do you want to bring to the surface of my heart today? Like, what do you want to bring? Why? Because the more we get our heart pure, the more our speech is going to be pure. Y'all still with me today, church? All right, here now we're in M, T-A-M. So we're talking about how to tame our tongue. Here's the M is that you got to learn to meditate on God's word. The only way that you can tame your tongue is you gotta get God's word in you. The problem with it is, is we've got a lot of other things going in us that are becoming toxic inside of us. So it's the shows, the raunchy shows some of y'all watch on Netflix and Hulu and HBO. And you're, you're filling your stuff with that. And the, the podcast you're listening to and the friends you're around and it's filling your heart. And I, there's a phrase I learned and I taught it to my youth, uh, to my teenager for years. And I was a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for six years. And I taught him this phrase. And so we're, let me give it to you today. And the phrase is called giggo. Gigo. You might not have ever heard of gigo before. Here's what it means. It means garbage in, garbage out. If you put garbage into your life, garbage will come out of your mouth. If you put garbage into your heart, garbage is gonna come out through your speech. Garbage in, garbage out. So I thought I'd do a little illustration for you because so many of you don't understand how crucial it is what you put into your life. So I've got a little table here and I wanna show you, this is gonna represent, this blender represents your heart and your heart is filled with something. The problem with it is it's filled with a lot of dirt and oh man, what can the dirt, the dirt can represent all the news that you're watching, oh, isn't it just dirt? It's just dirt, it's bashing that party, that person, that person, and you're just filling your heart with just dirt, so much dirt, and then you got the people in your life that are just so toxic in the workplace. This is, uh, what is this, cottage cheese, Ugh. ugh. Those are the toxic people in your life that you're just letting speak in your life. You're listening, that person's had eight divorces and you're going to them for relationship advice. Just garbage in, garbage out. And then can we talk about social media? This is, what is this? This is liver. Okay, raw liver. All right, so we talked about liver last week. So, so then you're, you're scrolling nonstop on TikTok. Let's have fun with this one. Some of y'all, it's taken over your life. Oh my God. There we go, perfect. You go. <laughs> Pastor, I just can't hear from God. Put your phone down once in a while. You're just on Instagram nonstop. This is just, it won't even break. And, and then you've got just, just the stuff you're watching. Then we got, Netflix. what is some, okay, this is gas station coffee. Come on, that's dirty. Dirty right here. And what is it? This is the the shows you're watching. You go, it doesn't affect me. It's just entertaining you. It's not entertaining you. It's feeding your heart. And what's happening is, is now. Oh, this is going to be fun. Oh, do you hear it? And this is what's happening. You put it in you and you realize you're like, it doesn't affect me. It's not going to mess up anything. And then. What happens is, is then here's what you're giving your spouse. And you're going, I love you. <laughs> hey, kids, I just want you to know, kids, this is, this is what I have to offer you as your parent. This is what I have to offer you. This is the words I'm going to speak over you. And you're mad because you're angry and you're, you're, you're the way you lash out and you go, I just don't know where it's coming from. It's because it's dirty and it's because you fed your heart all that dirtiness. Y'all with me today, church? But there's another solution. That's why David prays. He says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O God, my rock and my redeemer. In other words, God, let what I put in my life, what I meditate on be acceptable to you. That's why Joshua says, here's what's acceptable. Let the book of the law, God's word, let it not depart from my mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you're careful to do according to all that is written in it. Then you'll be able to make your way prosperous and you will have good, I love this phrase right there, success. So instead, you're gonna go, okay, in my heart, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna fill my heart with that which is good. And like, oh man, in the Britain Plaza, they have a Publix that shows that's where Radiant Church is at. That's so where I'm gonna get God's word in my heart. And I'm, I'm gonna make sure I, I'm, I'm getting God's word. And I'm not just sitting in a church service, I'm taking notes and I'm soaking it in. And I'm asking God, God, what are you speaking over my life? Because his words are powerful. And then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get around some godly friends. Oh, they're gonna be like, and they're, they're a little wild at times, but they're godly friends. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna to go to foundations and I'm gonna be in a foundations group and I'm not gonna wing it right before I get there to try to memorize my verse. I know who you are. But I'm actually going to meditate on that every single day. And and then you know what I'm going to have I'm going to have some good godly friends in my life. What do we got here? We got some Greek yogurt. Come on, because the Greeks they're good people. Come on somebody. <laughs> I'm gonna have some godly friends in my life. And then you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna have my daily devotion time with God. Oh, I had my time with God this morning. We're we're reading through the Bible chronologically. We're in the book of John chapter five this morning. And you know what it was? I was meditating on it. And you know what it is? It's like nutrients to my soul. And then I put it in there and I don't even have a clue, but it's all in there. And it's all in my spirit. And I, I just think, you know, I'm just going through the thing. I'm doing my devotions. I'm doing life as normal. And then all of a sudden, now, you know what I have? When I'm speaking to my spouse, I don't even have to work hard on it. Eventually life comes out. Nutrients come out. Something that'll nourish him or nourish her comes out. My kids are better. Cause you're giving life or death to every single person in your life. What are you feeding them? I feel like I'm like the lady on TV, you know, it's like, and you can buy this blender today for $24.99. And I'm gonna throw in this blender for half cost." Okay. All right. Got it. Y'all with me today, church? Because when you get more of God's word in you, more of God's word will flow out of you. So when you're riding your car, I'm, I'm working hard on this with my kids. Because my kids love all the things that your kids love. It's all like, you know, it's Disney, it's fun, it's all those things. And I'm going, no, 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 if they're in the car, I want them listening to worship music. Why? Because I want God's word always in them, always in them. We're going to listen to a podcast. I'm going to try to put on some godly stuff. Like I'm made for more. Come on, somebody. It's so, my <laughs> podcast, by the way. Um, I'm gonna to listen to God's word. I'm gonna do this, why? Because I'm gonna get God's word deep inside of us. And if you'll get in us, it'll come out your mouth. Here's the last one, ready? T-A-M-E, We think before we speak, we're gonna ask God to purify our heart, we're gonna meditate on God's word. And here's the E, is we're gonna encounter God's presence. Because you can't overcome your speech problems on your own. You need God's power in your life. And his power not only reveals, it heals our issues. And our issues with our tongue needs God's power. Actually, Isaiah, the great prophet, look what happened to him. He gets in God's presence. And when he gets in God's presence, the reality is, is the Bible says, in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on the throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So he's in God's presence. And look what he says, woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. Why is he ruined? Did he kill someone? Did he have an affair? Did he steal money? No. You know what the Holy Spirit revealed in that moment in his presence? I am a man of unclean lips. When you get in God's presence, let me tell you what he's gonna highlight. He's gonna highlight your speech. Shouldn't have spoke to your spouse that way. Shouldn't have sent that text message. should have spoke life over that coworker. He's gonna highlight your speech. He says, and I'm amongst a people of unclean lips. Come on, that's like a lot of your homes right there. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Everything changed when he got in God's presence. Because the Holy Spirit, he exposes our issues, and he does. And I hope that you feel convicted even today. But he doesn't just expose our issues, he also empowers us to overcome our issues. And aren't we thankful for that? tell you, I just realized in my life, if I can do one thing better, one thing better. It's that I would be a person that speaks life instead of death over every situation, over every person. I try it with my kids before they go to bed every night. Try to pray for them and speak the same thing. You're gonna follow the Lord. You're gonna love the church. You're gonna change the world. I'm proud of you. Just the same things over and over again, over and over and over again. Because here's a phrase I've lived by. It's not in your notes, but if you were to write something extra down, here's what I would write down. It's that people tend to become what the most important person in their life speaks they can become. People tend to become what the most important person in their life speaks they can become. And so a lot of your issues, can I be honest, that you're dealing with right now, even especially so you, you all in your, you're in you're an adults and you're 20, 30, 40 years old and you're going, I got all these issues. The reality is a lot of your issues are because some person spoke death over your life for years. That's hard. It's hard because why? Because the tongue has the power of life and death. But I also know that everything can change when you realize and you have somebody speak life over your life. I had it happen when I was 16 years old. 16 years old, I got radically born again. I got filled with the Holy Spirit, called into ministry. I was the worst kid in our youth group. Let me just say it this way. The worst kid in the youth group. If your kid is crazy at 16 years old, there's a lot of hope they could be a pastor one day. That was the worst. And I remember when I got my life right with God, I sat down with my youth pastor and I asked for a meeting with him and I sat down with him and I sat across that table at that restaurant. I'll never forget it. I looked at him and I said, I feel like God's called me to ministry. I want to do something big with my life. I need to know if you think it's possible that God can use me. And then he paused for about 20 to 30 seconds of the longest pause I've ever seen before. And I said, I I really sat there and I was like, he's thinking of all the times I made fun of him. He's thinking of all the times I disrupted his youth group. I made everybody laugh at his expense. I was the worst kid in the youth group. And he looked across that table and he said, Aaron, I've always seen it in you. Aaron, I think it's possible. I think God can use you. I wanna help you. And I remember being, first of all, I broke down crying. And I remember that being the monumental time to go, I just need one person to believe in it. Because people tend to become what the most important person in their life speaks they can become. So what do we do when we're in a world where everybody spoke negative over us, spoke down about us? Let me take a moment to tell you what the most important person in your life thinks about you. God, if he were to speak audibly today, he would speak over your life today and say, you know what, you are loved. Your love. You are my child. You are part of the family of God. You are accepted. You are never alone. You are a new creation. You lack nothing. You have victory. You have wisdom. You are protected. You are totally forgiven. You are declared righteous. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You are at peace with God and you are a world changer. You have authority over the enemy and you are secure in Christ. You are filled with faith. You are seen. You are not an accident. You have a purpose. You're a threat to the enemy and you are just getting started. Come on somebody, will you believe it? Will you believe what God says about you? So Lord, we thank you that we are not what we think we are, we are who you say we are. So every negative word that has been spoken of our life, I say it's broken in Jesus' name, that we will believe what you have said over us, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing in us and through us for your glory. Now take 15 seconds and just ask them right now, God, purify my speech, purify my heart, let me be a person that speaks life instead of death. Come on, this is a good moment to repent. To just say, God, I'm sorry for how I spoke to my spouse, how I spoke to my kids, how I spoke to my parents, how I spoke to my boss. Look, well, come on, just take a moment right now. Let's take 10 more seconds and just repent. Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you don't just expose our issue, you empower us to walk in freedom for it. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. One last group with eyes closed, head bowed. If you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Christ, you can start it right now. How do we get it? You gotta confess, it starts with your mouth. You confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart. You say, Aaron, I need a savior. I can't do this thing on my own. That's why Jesus came. He died on that cross for your sins and for mine. And he rose again three days later conquering death, hell, and the grave. But now, the ball's in our court. We gotta submit our life to him. If that's you, on the count of three, come on, throw that hand up and say, today's my day, I'm giving Jesus my life. One, come on, this is your day of salvation. Two, three, if that's you, all over the room, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Man, dozens all over this room, thank you. They're at all of our campuses. Thank you in Pinellas County. Thank you for those all the way in North Tampa, and those in Brandon. Why don't we all pray this prayer out loud together before our location pastors come. Say, dear Jesus, Come on, say it loud, dear Jesus, today I give you my life, I give you my sin, I give you my past, forgive me, give me a fresh start, make me born again for the rest of my life, I'm going to follow you, you are my Lord, and you are my Savior, in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody that believes it says, come on, let's join heaven in celebrating those who just made the best decision ever. Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.